welcome to another episode of the Collapsing Game Shelf Podcast, a podcast by a group of climbers with way too many board games. I'm Tom, and I'm joined by... Justin. Adam. And Debbie. And we are going to be talking about Can't Stop, uh, which is a bit of a departure from what we normally do. We had a series of technical snafus that happened yesterday, so we were going to be playing and talking about evolution climate, and just someone's, one of, one of our one of our members' computers just would not stop acting up, and so we ended up on, uh, instead of Tabletop Simulator, we ended up on BoardGameArena.com, which is an interesting little service where you can go and you can find yourself people to play against, and there's just a, there's a, there's a fair library of stuff to play, you know, there's like, uh, Can't Stop, there's, uh, we, we play a little bit of race uh, for the galaxy which is uh that's the other game we were thinking of doing for this episode uh but that one's really hard to explain and i just don't have the energy in me uh also it uh, seemed to confuse everyone at the table um but one of the nice things about this board game arena service is that it's mostly free um you can decide to pay to get a few bonuses and uh, there's a few caveats here and there but it's it's free for for most people i think uh so there are some like premium games that you can hook yourself up with uh but as long as one person has an account i think you're generally good to go uh one of the nice things as well was that it has all the rules at the bottom of the uh of the web page so it's all like browser based which saved our asses when we all decided that we were going to try a race for the galaxy i was the only one who knew how to play it and <laughs> And I couldn't remember for the life of me what was going on, but it's all like written handily down at the bottom. Uh, after a couple of exhausting games of playing this, uh, playing Race for the Galaxy, where most of us didn't really get it, and then Justin came out of nowhere and stomped the absolute shit out of us, we decided to play uh, to unwind with a few games of Can't Stop, which is uh, something I had never played before, but Debbie and Adam assured me was easy and fun. It is a game from 40 years ago, so it's a 1980 game, uh, or game from the 1980s, where you you roll four dice. Sorry, I should explain a little bit more, but uh, the, the way it's structured on Board Game Arena is that you are essentially a bunch of climbers trying to get up a mountain. So if you can imagine, you've got uh, the numbers 2 through 12, so um, all the numbers that you can make by adding the two uh, faces, the faces of two dice together. Um Two through 12 are written across the the bottom, and then there are various numbers of steps leading up to the top on each of these columns. So on the two column, there's like three spots, and the same for the 12, um, and they go up in number, so there's more steps the further you go towards the middle. So the further you go towards the numbers that are more likely, the more spots there are before you can get to the top. And the way it's presented to you in Board Game Arena is essentially a race to the top of a mountain. The game is a little bit... I, I don't actually know what the uh, what the game proper comes with, other than I think you get enough, uh, enough colored cubies or dots to sort of keep your place on the map. So you're going to end up with like... Like, uh, Jesus, how many numbers is that? 10? There's like... There's a lot of stuff. There's a decent amount going on in this game. It's it's essentially a, uh, a push-your-luck game where you, on your turn, you will roll four dice. And then, so with those four dice, you decide which combination of uh, dice, two dice put together, you want to pick. So if I've rolled a... I'm just going to take it right from the Board Game Geek description here. If I rolled a one, a four, a five, and a six, I can add those up to be a five and an 11. I can add those up to be a seven and a nine. Or I can add those up to be a six and a ten. I can choose one of those three combinations and 
then I put my little uh, little um, black dots on those columns. So if I decide to go with seven and nine, I put uh, a black dot on the first spot of the seven and the first spot of the nine. Then you can decide to stop or you can keep going. If you decide to stop, you take all of the little black dots of which you have a maximum of three hanging around. Uh, you take all the black dots off and you replace those with your colored piece. And that essentially means that you can save, it essentially means that anytime you stop, you can begin on those columns from that spot. If you decide to keep going, and you will decide to keep going, you roll the dice again, and if any of those combinations match the um, the numbers that are already, that you've already claimed for that round, so if I roll another seven, uh, another combination of seven and uh, an 11 or something, I can choose to take that, because I, I still have that one dot sort of left over to the side. So I could start going up the seven, I can go one more up the seven, leave the nine where it is, and then start going up the 11, and then decide again, do you want to keep going? And if you decide that you want to keep going, you roll the dice again, and you keep rolling the dice and deciding whether you want to stop or keep going until you've rolled a combination of the dice that don't match the pips that you already have in play for the round. So if I'm on the 7, the 9, and the 11, and I roll four ones, I'm out of luck, because I've essentially rolled just twos the whole way up, and I don't have any guy on twos, so everyone just falls off the mountain. When you when you do run out of options, you take your, your, little, your little black discs off, and you pass to the next turn. You lose all of your progress up until that point. Um, you go around until, uh, until somebody gets to the top of three columns, and as the columns start to get taken up by people, they also are no longer eligible for you to be able to keep going. So once somebody gets up to the top of the seventh, uh, the, the number seven column, everyone gets a little nervous because sevens are really common, guys. And just having having a dude on there that you can sort of dump your uh, dump your rolls into is 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 very handy. Um, so the game continues like this until someone hits the top space of three of the columns, and then and then you're good. And on uh, something like Board Game Arena, it like takes all of the nonsense out of those last few dozen turns where you just keep rolling <laughs> things that people have already reached the top of or you haven't haven't claimed yet, and uh, and and it makes that sort of streamlined. So you can do your turn, stop, and it will just sort of take care of rolling for you, rolling for everybody until it comes back around to you because everybody else just rolled like shit. Um, that's essentially the game. There's no promotional material to speak of because it's 40 years old as of the time of this recording. And it looks like it was... R- Actually... Oh, there's something? Oh, my. Oh, I found something. So this has been re-released by like... 101 different places like Parker Brothers is I think the original and then it goes like Ravensburger Asmodee has a copy blah 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 but in 2009 uh Face to Face Games did it and I found the promo for Face to Face wow. 2009 I feel like if somebody I don't know maybe somebody did release it since then but it's just it's funny you have to play the game to get why this is funny but <laughs> I'll read it to you so it says the Sid Saxon classic can't stop returns can you say no dice to temptation it can't stop it isn't easy you're always tempted to roll again even when the odds are against you but when everything seems to be going your way that's when temptation is hardest to resist excitement and action challenge and strategy tension and suspense at every level of play with every roll of the dice can't stop is all of this and more much more can't stop how far can you push your luck <laughs> that's, that's awesome. pretty great it's a pretty 
big foot in the bum. <laughs> that is a that is a ludicrously long like explanation of what this game is. Like, uh, yeah, I, yeah, it's uh, you know, it's it, it's, uh, it's craps for uh, juniors. My first gambling addiction. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's push your luck and dice, man. You know, what if we started putting some money on this? Oh, the name, like they they could not have nailed the name of the game better. Like it, it is. Can't stop. You're like, yep, you're right. I just got to keep going. <laughs> I I, I didn't stop. stop, and stop. I, I don't think I why. That's why I didn't win any of these. Nope. <laughs> Hell, Adam didn't even get on the board once. That's well, that because, was... you know, <laughs> I just needed that one more roll. And I thought, look, I have like oh, yeah. eight and six and five. I was like, these are these are fine. We can make these combinations. At least one of them, right? At least one of them. Uh, no. Uh, no. Seven is the most common combination in the whole world. It's like 50-50. What could go wrong? Right. right? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's the curse of dice strikes Adam again and again. Yeah, that's true. I actually, you know, considering how much I, I really don't like dice games, I friggin' love Can't Stop. Um, it's just <laughs> like, this is the, this is the quintessential push your luck um, game. Like, like this, this... Mm-hmm. This is a game that, I mean, whether you actually pick up proper can't stop or you fabricate a can't stop using just some dice and paper and a pen or something like that. Um, this is a game that, that like, in my opinion, should honestly be in, in nearly everyone's collection. Like, it's and it's, it's wicked. I'd never yeah. I'd never heard of it before we played it. Well, now that you have, yeah, I, I highly recommend that you get it. Well, I mean, I or or fabricate dice, it. So you know. I can just fabricate it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because if you look at the pictures, like you, if you search it, um, you find pictures of people that have made all sorts of versions of this, right? Mm. Um, and how people have like the theme that people have placed on some of these games is hilarious. Like, I'm sorry, I played it if it had like little turtles in cars that were rolling. Oh, that is adorable. Thing. Like, I mean. It is. And that's and it's true though. Like you could literally make you can make this game out of anything, which I think is probably why this game has been released by so many different companies. Yeah, cuz it has a very not uh, expensive. No. Very easy to make. Plus it has a very good just solid core mechanic. It's kind of like a a good building block to throw any, you know, title that you wanted onto it, really. Yeah. Can't stop. Yeah, can't stop. Space adventure. Yeah. This is push your luck, right? Like this is it. This is like this. This just this plain mechanic has been used in board games extensively. Like there's so many push your luck board games now, and I have a hard time finding one that you know kind of dates back as far as can't stop. Yeah, I mean, I guess the other main one I would think about would be like uh, Ink and Gold or Diamant. Yeah, sure. Yeah, as, as like that that push your luck sort of system i mean you know besides craps yeah so besides craps <laughs> this game reminds me a lot of um there's a game that we play out at the cabin a lot uh, with my parents called farkle we actually didn't know what the hell the name was yes. for the longest time we just called it you want to play <laughs> want to play dice um it's uh this one is like farkle is also from like the like 40 years ago and it plays on sort of the same idea where you like roll five dice and then if you get a one or a five you can 
keep rolling the other dice and then you can sort of stop whenever you want uh, and then like add up the score in multiples of 100. Um, or I guess, sorry, I guess the fi- fi- the fives are actually 50 and then the ones are 100 and like you get runs and all that sort of stuff in there. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, that that one is is sort of the, I, f- I feel like it's the same thing, but I mean I've played the death out of Farkle, so I'm 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 kind of excited to have another <laughs> like weird little push your luck dice game around to maybe try to subject my family to. Um, I was gonna say I feel like your mom would like this. Well, I mean it's like it's exactly the same. It's yeah. like it's kind of like the same yeah. situation, except the problem with one of the problems you have or I have with Farkle is like there's always this thing where you have to like make a certain number before you can buy in, like before you can start writing down points. And that's at least how we were taught. So right. it started off you have to you have to get a thousand points in one roll before you can start keeping score. And like if Oh yeah. Un- until you're on the board, like there's this other mechanic in Farkle where if somebody scores, so they get like 600 points, they and they stop. They actually pass the dice to the the remaining dice to the next person, and then they can choose to either continue to roll what's left and add on top of that number, or roll the whole works again. So if somebody hands you two dice and 200 points, you're like, no, fuck off, right? I'll just I'll I'll try my luck. But if somebody hands you one die and 3,000 points, like you're gonna get give it a shot right (laughs) the problem i have is that like with this buy-in system that we always have like there have been times when i've just never gotten on board and you just basically don't get to play the game for half an hour so this is (laughs) kind of like like this this has all the elements of what's fun about farkle but without like the bookkeeping because somebody's always got to do math which sucks uh in farkle in farkle someone always has to be counting which you know blah blah nobody wants to do that it's like too much like work (laughs) um as well as like there's this thing where you know we've we've slowly over the years like taken back the the amount that you have to write down on the buy-in because i was like thousand sucks why are we doing this we've like got it down to 750 which is more bearable but like even then someone's still got to take the someone still has to keep the books you're always depending on other people and what they're they're rolling and like this is just can't stop just seems like all the fun parts of that push your luck mechanic but it's all your fault if something goes wrong like you can always get on board and can't stop you can you roll those dice and you just pick a couple you can be like i'm out i'm just gonna stop there just one just one we're gonna play it safe you won't (laughs) but you can that's right you you Uh, will not Well, plus, once you fall behind, I mean, you got to keep going. I mean, yeah, yeah, ink and gold all over again. Like it's time to double well, we, down. We, we can't stop now. Debbie's winning. We gotta, we gotta go. <laughs> we gotta go deeper, right? And uh, and yeah, it's just like I, I am, I am looking for. I, I like having this one in my arsenal now to sort of. Uh, I, I will definitely be bringing this one out to the out to the lake. I don't know if I'll like try to three D print my own board or something, but we'll see. We'll see how crazy I get with it. <laughs> it's a fun game though it's it's a lot of fun i think we played like 12 games or something after uh after we had our little debacle yesterday well i mean the the thing about it is it like yeah. it is so fast it's just fast and easy and you know like can you can you count to 12 like can you add two numbers together like the, okay congratulations you you can you officially have everything you need to play this game you know do you do you know what it means to stop no perfect you're you're an expert like you you now know exactly how to play this game <laughs> and, and it's yeah. yeah it's just i don't know i i've i've never had 
you know, even in even in the game where like you know I didn't even get on the damn board, I was just like, you just have fun with it. You're just like, man, I just need one more roll, and that's the problem. Is you're like, yeah, yeah, just one more, just just one more roll, mm. just one more, just one more. Good for it. And then the only time that I think in person this drags is towards the end of the game, where like if you're if you're way behind and two people have locked up a couple of roots. I could imagine you feeling like, why am I even bothering with this? Because like, as the roots get taken up, like those numbers come out of contention. So you can wind up in the situation where you're way at the bottom of the mountain and you're like trying to roll a two and a 12 <laughs> just to be able to get anywhere. And you're like, fuck. But when it happens, it's it. beautiful. No. Oh yeah. man, does it feel good? <laughs> Goddamn glorious. Oh. Glorious come from behind victories. <laughs> I could see it getting tedious at that point too, because I mean, the nice thing about it being online there was all the dead rolls were just, you know, boink, 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 boink. Whereas in person, it's roll. Can I do anything with this? Stare. All right, next. Yeah, I suppose. It kind of loses some a little, little steam. But up until then, it's just like, yeah, gambling fun. Oh yeah, and def- definitely recommend it as a as something to try on board game arena if you've got a few friends and to try to spice up those boring Zoom calls that you're doing with your family over the next little while. Yeah, that's a good idea. I mean, it's not bad. Spice it's, up it's your life. It it is it is quite quite simply like a like a you know a game that that anyone can figure out. Like again, it does not take this this does not take a a hobby board gamer uh, to play. You know, like so. Yeah, I think I think it takes more effort to set a table up in board game arena than it does to play this. Now game. that's a fact. Yeah, and I think figuring out the like how the how the dice work, like that's I, if I remember correctly, when we were in board game arena, like Tom said, the the rules are at the bottom, and they, I, I mean, I think the majority of what was written down there was taken up by you know these are potential you know things that can happen with the dice and this is how you would deal with it um i that's i think the most complex part of this is probably literally just the dice and that's really not saying a lot right because obviously i it's it's easy there's um you can get apps on your phone for this um i was looking at pictures of like old school 8-bit computer games that were that basically did the exact same thing um it's i mean i think you can find this kind of all over the place and it's very easily built by yourself um and i think it's probably not the worst thing in the world for kids i mean i realize that you know making having them like betting or gambling (laughs) is probably not great but um i think that it's it says a lot for, you know, like you, you have to look at the numbers on the dice, you know, you have to figure out kind of what your options are. So you have to look at, you know, what each of the dice say, plus you got to add them together. Think about your, you know, things like odds and stuff like that. Um, I, you know, kind of, as I've been looking it up, I've seen a lot of people playing it with kids. Um, and that, yeah, I mean, it's, there's always kind of a fun way to teach kids something. Right. Um, and I think that this is just kind of another one of those, um, beyond us, you know, laughing about the fact that it's, you know, the, the lead into a gambling addiction, but got to start somewhere. You know, exactly. I mean, no. as a parent, you're <laughs> but d- no, depending is, on easy. Yeah. You know, how old your kids are. I mean, I guess there'd be your, you know, the, the parent is going to be doing all the all the math but again you know it's you're, you're talking about separating dice into two piles oh, but i and, think you hmm? can teach them yeah. that 
I think you can teach them that. Like, I think you can easily teach kids. Like, I don't think that you have to do, there's not a lot of math to be done in this game, right? Like, it's just. Yeah, pretty basic addition. Yeah, like, it's how many peps are on each die. Add the two dies together. You know, what are the chances of you rolling? Things like this. Like, it's, you know, like, you could start really basic with fairly young kids in the how many pips are on the die. And then you get into that kind of like, I mean, math has gotten stupid difficult since I was in school, but you know, like late elementary, early junior high, I'm guessing is where, you know, like statistics and odds start coming in and you start, yeah, you start looking at stuff like that. Like, I think it's very easy to kind of utilize it in a way to teach your kids something while still having fun yourself. I feel like this would make a great thesis. Can't stop. The basis of probability and risk analysis. Oh my god, you dork! <laughs> so I was looking. So uh, we were we were poking around Board Game Geek, just kind of trying to find uh, like where this game came from. And one of the ads that pops up for this game has a has a version of this for f- no no lie fifty eight dollars and ninety five cents plus eighteen bucks shipping to Canada. Not happening. <laughs> but on the back here. It's got that this is for ages nine and up, which I don't, I feel like my son, my four-year-old, knows how to add two numbers together, so I'm not entirely sure who they're playtesting this with, that they needed a nine-year-old to play this, but I guess maybe you don't want your kids. Do you think it's a bit thing? Well, no, I mean... Like the small fiddly bits, maybe? Maybe. I, don't, I mean, I mean, they, they look like little road cones. I don't see them co- swallowing things. They look like road cones. We don't yeah. eat road cones. I don't know. They I, do look kind of delicious. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, so I Yummy. don't don't buy the version that's sixty bucks. That's all I'm trying to say. I don't think you can buy it at all. Actually, I think it is. I think it is actually out of print at this point, which is why everywhere we've come across, it's been really expensive. Uh-huh. Um, I came across a version like the most recent version. I was wrong. Is from Griffin, um, and their version is uh, upwards of. I mean, in that range that you were talking about, Tom. I saw it all the way up to a hundred. Um, Jesus. I saw the older uh, Ravensburger version, which isn't even the original, for 173. Uh, I cannot imagine how much money you would get for the Parker Brothers, the like 1980s version. But then it's like a museum piece at that point. Yeah, yeah. The thing is, for, for sure. like 150 bucks, I could get our uh, our table making buddy Griffin to actually build us a copy of this for cheaper. Yeah. Seriously. In wood. Yeah. And it would be like, yes, <laughs> yes, no. But I really don't. I do not actually think that you can buy this game. I think that you have to find it either a secondhand um, or like I said, you find it on your phone. You can find it on your computer. You can find it anywhere. And you look it up. You look up Can't Stop Board Game. You'll find videos that tell you how to play it. Uh, you can very easily see how to build it. You can, I mean, print it off on a piece of paper or you can make something cool, make it like a family project kind of thing um, and, and kind of make your own little, it's almost like, I always have this idea in my mind, Tom, that you like go to the, go to the kids and be like, Hey guys, like, do you want to build a board game and like <laughs> build it with them and then play it with them afterwards? And I feel like that's like, almost like this uh, added bonus, right? For the kids, they're like, yeah, we built it. Now we can play it, right? And you can kind of make it really anything you want. Yeah. Um, 
I think it's kind of a cool idea. Yeah, you're really overestimating my ability to build anything, though. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, but you could take, like, even those little foam square things that, you know, Jace makes stuff out of. Mm. Like, you could literally make it out of anything. Come on now. Like, anything. I was was imagining trying to get Justin over to, like, use his lathe or whatever to come up with perfectly made joint joinings and shit. I was like, whoa. Well, I think you can. I could lathe you some nice pieces there, yeah. I think that's the lake version. The kid version <laughs> is like the, you know. <laughs> the cabin version that is highly flammable and will end up in the in the fire pit. <laughs> in a fit of rage after yeah. somebody loses. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Don't invite Debbie over. <laughs> if Debbie comes over, it's got to be uh, margarita proof. There you go. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Margarita and sangria proof. That's like, I think that... <laughs> Scotch guarded oh, against sangria stains. Just put a nice coat of lacquer yes. on it. No, I mean, there's I, there's not a whole lot to be said about this game other than the fact that it's pretty impressive that it's, I mean, it's a little as yeah, old as we are. I mean, it's a bit weird that it's not, not out there somewhere like somebody isn't yeah, this, pimping this, this one. Like, it this, seems... I feel like it has to do with the fact that it, I, I think it has to do with the rights, is my guess. I bet you the rights cost... A good chunk. I mean, this is... Sid Saxon looks like a... He looks like a, you know, a reputable designer. Mm. I mean, this is... We're we're almost a uh, getting into just... uh, What's that? Kind of like it's enough. The word is not coming to me, but it's like public domain at this point. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Like the copyright. Yeah. Yeah. Like I figured if anything, it'd be like... It would be in like chapters... Or like your yeah big box uh, like kind of thing yeah right start- up there next to Monopoly yeah yeah and it's I I mean it's not I unless I'm crazy unless somebody renamed it which is very possible that it's under it's there under a different name because you know you probably can't use can't stop but I'm sure you can use something yeah else yeah there's yeah there's like re-implemented buys all over the place I don't know maybe we should look into this go figure out where the rights lie for can't stop. What, doesn't it kind of fall into that thing? Because I know with like a lot of board games, you can't, this is completely off topic, but uh, you can't copyright the design idea. It's more of just like a taboo. You like can't copyright the mechanics or something like that? Yeah. Sound, that sounds, yeah, I'd have to, I mean, I'm no copyright lawyer, so I don't know. Exactly, yeah. Ugh, wouldn't want to get into that. Yeah, there's got to be something. There has to be. It's either that or it just doesn't sell. Like, I, there's always that possibility. Well, certainly right? not for, for whatever sure. the hell, the 60 or or $100, Jesus Christ. I, I could see this right. coming in one of those, like, tiny little boxes, like... Um, like Epic? Yeah. Epic yeah, games, which is four dice and a little fold-out board. You just sell the you just sell the board that just has more holes than it needs, and then you're you're good because <laughs> it's not copying anything. Exactly. I mean, really, it's just, just put like, an extra bo- an extra hole. We just got to go and buy a bunch of crib sets that have pegs, and then mm-hmm. steal the pegs, and then make the boards. Nope, this uh-huh. is still too much. It's still too much work. <laughs> Programming's easier. Mm. Fuck production. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yep, there's uh, there's not much to say about this. Uh, I will be keeping this game because uh, I, I, I mean, I have like four dice lying around on a piece of paper. So like I said before, I'm looking forward to maybe subjecting my family to this one out at the lake uh, this this summer as a, as a nice, a nice, easy dice game that uh, has all the all the push your luck elements that you that you like without any of the real sad bookkeeping something that you can get really drunk playing on the porch and uh get mad at each other 
get mad at yourself. Oh, that sounds so fun. For not <laughs> for not stopping because you can't can't stop, man. Can't you stop. can't. You can't stop. It's, it's and, right in the uh, name. Yeah, it's it's good. I mean, I'm not gonna pay sixty bucks no. for it. Oh. But I'm sure I've got got some stuff lying around. I might even I might even uh, bust out the old CAD program and see if I can print uh, print a little board. That'll be fun. Ooh. Who am I kidding? I don't have time for that. Anyway, yeah, this game is good. <laughs> I can't believe that you never showed me this one before, Adam. I don't know. Like, I I guess like part it of it is just. The game is so good and so simple that you just kind of assume it's like, oh man, who who hasn't heard of Can't Stop? These guys. Half the people you play with on a weekly basis. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> well, now now you guys know. See, I you know, I guess I was just I needed to I don't know, keep some surprises. <laughs> Something. <laughs> All right, well, let's uh let's wrap this up with some uh horribly biased reviews adam what what about you love it games games awesome you can teach it to anyone uh it plays quickly it's it's awesome like i don't care who you are young old doesn't matter you should give this game a whirl um you should yeah like just just get it get get a copy of it maybe not for a hundred bucks or whatever the hell that price was that i still (laughs) i still disagree with that um but like Get yourself a copy of it. Go try it out. Um, play with your friends, your family. You can play by yourself if that's what you want. Just play like two sides, just against each other, against yourself. I don't, anyways, it's a ten out of ten. This game is perfect. This game is excellent. It's everything. It's everything it needs to be. It's it doesn't it doesn't piss around trying to be something it's not. It just it's just good. Like it's just good. It's good. It doesn't overreach. Play it. Like I'm telling you, just play it. Play it. And if you really hate it, then like, I don't know, yell at me or something. It's fine. But play it. It's so good. <laughs> 10 out of 10. Justin, <laughs> go. Hey, man. Uh, yeah. No, this is, this game's great. It's, I, I love push your luck games. They're so simple. They just, you know, really, I don't know. They, they tap into something deep inside of all of us that loves pushing our luck and uh you know it's a fun little balance of risk and reward and when do you stop the answer is you You don't stop stop. you you just keep going (laughs) it's true (laughs) you Uh, never stop and then you lose right (laughs) and then and then you lose yeah maybe that's the problem (laughs) uh but no yeah it's it's great and also, because it's so simple, it's very easy. As long as you have four dice sitting around somewhere in your house, uh, you can easily just recreate the game if you can't find or don't have a copy sitting around. But uh, it's a definite recommend, and uh, it's a game that I won't be able to throw away because I'll remember how to make it. How about you, Debbie? So I, the only downside, okay, I'm going to give you the only downside to this game is that it's a four-player game. Two to four. Mm, yeah. There is no... Yeah, it's two to four. But there is no way to expand this game. That's, That's true. true. Like, yeah. it's just not... It's just not That's plausible. Um, but with that being said, it's also the kind of game that you can easily have multiple people... Like, you could have multiple games running at the same time. I mean, again, piece of paper, draw little circles. Like, it's <laughs> it's really easy to have multiple games of this going at the same time. Um and you can create, I don't know, like a little tournament style thing. On Board Game Arena, there are tournaments for Can't Stop, which to me is hilarious. 
But with that being said, now that we played it as many times as we did, I kind of understand it. <laughs> so um, it's, you know, it's one of those things where, you you know, you have to remember that there are limitations with it. Uh, I would, again, suggest making your own version of this. I probably shouldn't say that uh, because the version that you can buy right now, which I did end up finding, uh, is ugly and it looks like it came out of the 80s <laughs> uh, and it didn't. Oof. Uh, <laughs> it's really ugly. Um, and it won an award in 2008. So the fuck I'm just saying, how does that work? Yeah. Games magazine awards, best family game nominee, 2008 and the major fun award, 2008. Okay. Eh? Eh? This is major fun award, 2008 spiel, the Yaris game of the year nominee, 1982. What the hell does that mean? I don't know. So I don't know. They were sleeping on it, man. They were sleeping on it. If you, (laughs) Maybe it was the first year of the award. If you scroll down, like even the Dice Tower has actually done an episode on this, which really surprises me. I'm not going to lie. Really? This is like Tom Vassell. This is one of Tom Vassell's like favorite games. He's bananas over this game. Like it's crazy. All right. Okay. All right. Nonetheless, for me, it's a five out of five. I really don't think that there's any good reason to (laughs) not play this game. I mean, it's pretty easy. Like I said, you could make it. You could play it online, play it on your phone. Uh, It's a time killer. Adam and I played it in the back of a vehicle while we were going to BC. So easy peasy. And you can get mad at your significant other for stealing things from you, which is always fun. So yeah, five out of five. I think it's great. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Nice, easy game for this week. Oh, yeah. Yay. Hopefully we can get all of our tech issues sorted out. We can get back to playing things that take two and a half hours and 15 minutes to explain. Ah, baby. Yes. I think we fixed them, by the way. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, If you have any comments or want to, like, get a hold of us, you can hit us up at uh, on email at collapsinggameshelf at gmail.com. You can find us on Twitter at CGS Podcast. If you like what we do, you can uh, help us out by sharing, like, and subscribing, all that stuff, sharing with a friend. And if you want to get a hold of me and, uh, I don't know, come play a game I can't stop on Board Game Arena, you can find me at Team Rage Tom. Justin. Hey, man. Uh, if you want to find me, you can find me on Twitter at Don't Trust Justin. Uh, you can send me your favorite dice games. And, uh, you know, I can learn about them before Adam just drops them <laughs> on me. How about you, what Adam? What the hell, man? Um, guys, yeah, you can catch me on all social medias at For the Win, F O R T H E W H Y N. You can also catch me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash For the Win, same spelling. Um, I am. Back in classes now, so my schedule is back to kind of the normal Thursday, Friday evenings at 8 p.m. Eastern, Saturday, Sunday mornings at 11.30 a.m. Eastern. Um, I've recently just got into Hitman. I've not played a Hitman game since, like, the originals. Um, I've recently kind of started playing around with Hitman 2 in anticipation of Hitman 3, which is releasing right away kind of thing um but man it is fun it is really fun to kill someone with a fish i uh, it's yeah it it's like i get such weird satisfaction i it's probably gonna put me on a government watch list but um it's that sound it, man you just like i watch you sneaking through the bushes and then all you kind of <laughs> just the wet slap of a fish hitting anyways it, it, it sounds a lot worse than it is but um <laughs> But yeah, come check me out on Twitch. Let's let's talk about murder. 
Mm, speaking of watch lists. Um, <laughs> ah, shit. Nope. Oh, no. My FBI <laughs> agent's going to disconnect me. All right. Got to go. Bye. If you, if you want a lot of statements that can be taken out of context, Hitman. Oh, my God. Like the <laughs> clips that have come out of Hitman of just like me doing something completely idiotic and it just works. And then like people just sit there and they're like, you know, people clip it because I, I basically like start crying because I'm laughing so hard. And yeah, that's me. <laughs> Debbie? Yeah, that's my husband. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know what that says for me. But nonetheless, you guys can get me at, at Mrs. Wynn. That's at M-R-S-W-H-Y-N on Instagram and Twitter. And like Tom said, you guys can get us as a crew uh, on Twitter at CGS Podcast. Uh, we really do want to hear from you guys. Um, anything that you, you know, you like, um, let us know. If there's something you think we should try, let us know. If there's something you think that we can change, some improvements that we can make, uh, we want to know about it. Uh, we're not just here for ourselves and our dungeon of cardboard <laughs> that haunts me at night. Um, but we're here for you guys, too. So let us know. You keep sounding more and more desperate every time you you make that comment. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, it's it's really, <laughs> yeah. getting, it's really getting quite macabre here. Yeah. All right. On the, uh, the cardboard and plastic, it haunts me. It haunts my wow. dreams. All right, man. Just you're gonna take that to some sort of weird amnesia, the dark descent spinoff or something. Ooh, yes. Yikes. The dark That's cardboard descent. Creepy as shit. It's like Paper Mario gone wrong. Thanks again so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode, and I hope you have a great rest of your day. We will be back at you next week with something fun. Thanks again. Bye. Bye.